Hey everyone, and welcome to the very second episode of uh, the Working Title Podcast. I am your co-host, Ed Gardam, and joining me, as always, is... Your co-host, Nat May. How are you guys going? They can't respond. I know, I'm sorry. This is a one-way stream. Oh, that's all right. They're forced to listen. No interactivity here. (laughs) So today we thought we would do a little, like, Oscars prediction episode, and I thought I would kick the episode off by telling you about a definitely Oscar-worthy movie that I watched this week. Oh, go for it, Edward. What have you seen? Well, first I'd like to preface this by saying there's still a number of uh, Oscar-nominated movies that I haven't watched, but I did pay money and go into a cinema and watch Matt Damon's The Great Wall. Why on earth would you do that? (laughs) Because I'm a garbage person. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I watched that movie. Um, I did doze off in a few bits for a couple of seconds. Here's the thing. So Mm. I'm already sort of starting this episode off on a tangent and this will also have great wall spoilers, but like, fuck it. Apparently we have eight listeners. So I would like to apologize (laughs) to those eight listeners and you can deal with this. Also, we suspect that two of those eight might be us. (laughs) Yeah, probably us. Um, So in the great wall um, in which Matt Damon plays from what I could gather, an Irish-American mercenary who travels to the Great Wall. Um, He encounters Willem Dafoe, who's the other guy, non-Asian guy. I was going to say, that sounds like two non-Chinese actors in this film about China. Well, okay, so, yeah. (laughs) There is only, um, like, three main non-Chinese actors in this movie, and Willem Dafoe... Literally, I was watching the movie and he was alive and and going somewhere. And I fell asleep for, I swear to God, like a minute tops. And when I woke up, <laughs> Willem Dafoe was dead. I don't know how he died. I think there may have been an explosion. But yeah, like Will, Willem Dafoe may as well not be in this movie at all. Um, and his death apparently holds no meaning because I don't think I missed out on anything by falling asleep and missing then his... Then why is his character in this film? Death. I'm s- yeah, I don't know. Oh. Um, but yeah, I watched that movie and it was both not as terrible as I thought it would be, but also like not as interesting as I would hope it would be because I fell asleep a couple times. Um, I don't think it's nominated for any Oscars whatsoever. No, it's not. <laughs> and like... Rightfully so, I guess. But it's still kind of a cool movie to have seen because made by one of, if not China's biggest directors, whose name... Is it Zhang Yimou or something who directs it? The Great Wall. Google, tell me. Clearly, like, obviously I wasn't paying attention that much during this movie. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Zhang Yimou. Um, who did the Beijing Olympics? Did he, like, direct the opening ceremony or something? He was involved in some capacity. I'm not Maybe, making this up. Maybe, I don't know. He may, he may have. Um, but yeah, it, it was interesting from a like, this is a like Chinese-American co-production. Um, the main character, like Matt Damon is like, sort of the main character for Western audiences, but he's not like the hero of the story. He's well, just, I'd really hope not, because I feel like that could only make this film more offensive. It's not... So I was going into this being like, oh, boy, okay, another white saviour story. This is like Avatar, but for the Great Wall of China. Um, and it's sort of like technically... It, it feels like a white saviour savior movie a lot of the time, but it's actually sort of not. Well, I've heard it's not quite as bad as, you know, The Last Samurai is Tom Cruise. No, and actually there are, there are, um, there are people who worked on The Great Wall who are also responsible for um, The Last Samurai as well. So like, like that, it could have gone in that direction. Um, but it actually didn't, and it, it had a lot, of, um, a lot of Chinese actors with a lot of speaking roles and um, sort of the hero of the whole movie is a woman which is also super cool. Um, she is wearing boob armor though, which is a whole other issue. Um, and it like, was <laughs> got to dro- protect them boobs it and was... separate from the rest of the chest. Here's the thing though. <laughs> boob armor makes your boobs more vulnerable because it drives the, it's, uh, it's a whole thing. You can read about boob armor on the internet. And it just, well, it's stupid and it's crazy. It and it ruined, like almost ruined the movie for me. Cause every time I saw it, I'm like, why are you doing this? <sighs> um, 
Because they don't want you to forget she's a woman while she's wearing that armor. Yeah, because otherwise it'd just be completely impossible. Um, so I feel like The Great Wall failed as both just like an interesting action movie and also as an interesting monster movie. And I hate using the word interesting because it's just like a nothing word and it doesn't actually mean anything. But um, the the monsters weren't like frightening and they weren't played as frightening monsters. They were played as like orcs in the Lord of the Rings. They were like the, 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 the like unending horde of monsters with like waves upon waves of them crashing against the great wall. And I was sort of hoping that it would be more of a, um, a aliens sort of vibe, but with uh, like obviously more aliens. Um, but yeah, it, it was more just a, it was more just like a really dumb action movie with a baffling, a baffling Matt Damon. Um, I just, I don't know what, I don't know how he arrived at the accent that he arrived at. <laughs> and I really don't want to just let an accent sort of like write off his, but it was spectacularly bad. Um, and Are we talking like Bane in the Dark Knight Rises levels of baffling accent? Uh, no, because that would be baffling awesome, not, <laughs> not baffling terrible. Okay. This was like half the time he's sort of doing Irish and then half the time it's just like, hey, I'm from, um, uh, I'm from Boston. And then sometimes it's like in between, he'll be like halfway through a sentence and then he'll say like one word in an American accent and then one word like super Irish and then just like all sort of higgledy-piggledy. Um, but yeah, that was the one movie that I watched this week instead of watching any Oscars movies. So whoopsie doodle. Well, look, I hate you a little bit deep down inside for seeing the I'm kind of glad that I watched it because it's like, <laughs> it's the sort of thing that I like a lot of the things around the movie. Like I, I like the diverse cast. I like the fact that a lot of Hollywood blockbusters recently have been like, here are all the people that you expect to be in a Hollywood blockbuster. And also we've added the like one Asian guy who everyone in China knows who this person is so that we can sell tickets in China. Mm. And I feel like a lot of this movie is here are all of the Chinese actors that everyone in China knows, but now we're throwing in Matt Damon because we want to also sell tickets in America. Um, but obviously that, sort of didn't work out for them super well. No. Um, yeah, also, I feel like I've been really anti this film actually since I saw the first poster and was like, is this a film about the Great Wall of China with Matt Damon in the lead? Well, yeah, that's the, that's like, the other so thing. So I think just I wrote it off the second I saw that very first image of it. Yeah, and I, I think their marketing definitely... I mean, I, I understand why they did that because um, foreign language or movies don't do super well in um, Western countries, mm. like period. Um, so obviously, like, that's their biggest Western star. They'd be like, yeah, see this movie with Matt Damon in it. That's a bankable guy. Um, but, yeah, he's sort of not... I feel like it has made a lot of people uncomfortable. Like, I think it says something that working at a cinema, I've had a very large number of, you know, even my 15 and 16-year-old Candy Bar staff not see the film because they say that something doesn't sit right with them. Sure. With Matt Damon starring in it. Well, And that's the thing, is that I don't even want to... He probably, I mean, he's definitely starring in it insofar as he's the most recognizable person you see in it and he's in a lot well, of the movie. I guess from our perspective? Yeah, but he's also not, he does, you could take him out of the movie and it really wouldn't make a difference. Um, all of the stuff that, the, the really important stuff that happens in the movie um, isn't really due to him. And the only reason why he, okay. <sighs> talking about this movie for so long but let's <laughs> let's let's finish it up um the first 20 minutes of the movie is him encountering one of the monsters killing it getting to the great wall of china they arrest him and question him and he says yeah i killed one of the monsters and there was like a moment where everyone's like impossible one man killing a monster i'm like no 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 um, but it turns out the only reason why he was able to kill the monster was because he had like a dumb magnetic rock on him that like disabled the monster's powers um, or their ability to communicate and function because they're all part of a hive mind. This is so unnecessary. But anyway, 
the only reason why he was able to do the thing that no one else could do is because of dumb There were some inverted commas there for those playing along at home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was obvious in my, my, my <laughs> voice, voice speaking. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was completely dumb luck. So, like, there's nothing special about Matt Damon. He's, he's n- not really that much better of a fighter than anybody else in the movie. He just happened to have this rock. And then the, he, the rock gets passed on to other people and they get to have their little moments of glory. And it sort of does right by all of their characters and it doesn't put Matt Damon in front of them most of the time. Um, and in fact, the climax of the movie is um, the... Uh, the female lead, whose again name escapes me, and it super shouldn't, uh, Jing Tian, um, is her telling Matt Damon to like pump the brakes, like saying, "No, no, no, I got this. Don't worry," because Matt Damon fails like three times to do the thing they have to do, and she's like, "No, no, I got it. Don't worry." And then she does it, and they all win. So, the fuck you, Matt Damon, I guess. Well, um, I regularly think that to Matt Damon. Yeah, you know how I feel about I Matt know. Damon. I know you do hate Matt Damon I, a lot. I really don't like, like Matt, Matt Damon. Why is that exactly? I just don't think I've ever seen anything of his in which he's shown me any diversity of range of acting. I feel like he's the exact same character in every film. Like he's in really diverse films and he plays the same character no matter what scenario he's put in. Oh, he tries very hard in this movie. You should watch this one. He's trying so hard to play an Irish American before the Americas were But I just, no, I just feel like he has one character and that character is white bread white man. Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, th- that is not different in this one, I okay. guess, but his, but his accent is, <laughs> he, he has a real, that's weird an aspect accent. of acting that's different from his normal movies. Uh, anyway, Oscars. Yeah. All right. Let's move, move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was like the one movie that I saw this week instead of watching, um, actual Oscars movies, but yeah. I did actually get around to watching hell, uh, from uh, hell or high water. That one. Yeah. I've um yeah I've been trying to make an effort to see some of the Oscars movies so that I like, can at least you know comment on mm. most of these categories here. I saw one in the last week. I saw Hidden Figures. Oh, I um, want to see that so bad. Yeah, it's really really good, but it's an interesting thing. I left leaving it thinking like that was a really enjoyable movie. I left there being like, yay, women did awesome stuff, and that's great. Yeah. Um. But to be honest, I also kind of left it being like, oh, I'm a little bit baffled by its Oscars inclusion. Like the performances are great. So I feel like, yep, absolutely. Nominees in there. Like Octavia Spencer does a great job. But um, other than that, I was just kind of like, I don't know. It just feels like a little bit like a run-of-the-mill drama. I mean, it really follows that. Like we've seen a million films about here is a male genius who overcomes people not believing that he's a genius. It basically does that and it's only interesting because it has women of colour instead of a white man. Yeah, so I I read something (coughs) today. I can't remember the article. um, But there was a part of the article where they were suggesting that um, a lot of the nominations, because obviously the the Oscars nominations are much more diverse this year than they were last year. Mm. How much of that do you think is them reacting to the hashtag Oscars so white. And um, I mean, like I haven't seen um, a couple of these movies, so I can't actually speak to their quality. I'm sure they're super good movies, Mm. but how much of it do you think is them maybe nominating them because they're trying to improve their image? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a bit of a contentious thing to debate because on the one hand, I think that part of it definitely is that but I also feel like we don't want to say well they've nominated all these black films to improve their image because I feel like that then you know it's kind of then insulting to the films that have been nominated which largely are excellent films as well and it almost suggests that they don't deserve to be nominated if you kind of say it's all in backlash to that but I know like the academy definitely has done some things to address that like um I know they've been trying to diversify their membership this year yes um and put in changes as to who has voting rights for awards which i think will help things a bit how do you become a a academy voter is it just if you've won an award you get to um so all previous winners i believe are immediately extended an invitation to join but Mm. i know it's by invitation only so yeah previous winners but also just people who have had long and 
you know, careers in the entertainment industry. Um, But I think one of the big problems with it as well is that I think you never lose membership of the Academy. And so there are some people who say may have worked really intensely in the entertainment industry for five to 10 years, but haven't for the last 40 and they still have voting rights, even though they're not really up to date with what's happening in the industry these days. Sure. Um, How do you feel about the, the nominations? By and large. Because you were saying, like, you you were a bit baffled by hidden figures. Well, I mean, I guess in its inclusion for, um, like, Best Picture more than anything else, but I think that's also just a case of when the Best Picture nominees expanded from the original five out to eight, nine, ten, which is what they've done, I think, every year since Avatar. There's always a few included that I'm like, I feel like you're just chucked in because you're a really popular movie, and it makes me really happy that Hidden Figures has been so successful, but I feel like it's one of the ones that probably just wouldn't be included as a Best Picture nominee if they were limited to five nominees. Yeah. Did you see um, Hello, High Water? No, I haven't actually seen Hello, High Water yet. Because I kind of felt the same way about that as well. Um, where I watched it and I, I really like that movie. It's it's a real good movie and I'll watch anything with Jeff Bridges in it. Yeah. Mostly because half that, the time I kind I'm of just, feel the same way, which is why yeah. I wish I had seen it. Yeah. At this point. But um, I, I watched it and I couldn't... It made me feel like maybe I'm not as, uh, as sophisticated a movie. I mean, fuck, what am I talking about? I went and saw The Great Wall. <laughs> But You're not a sophisticated movie watcher. <laughs> no, but or like, at least am not I, all the time. I feel like am I missing something? Because I watched it and there was nothing that stood out about it that was like, oh, did it? Oh, like this absolutely has to be nominated. Um, it, it sort of felt like a, um, like yeah, like they were padding out the vote, uh, the, the the nominations, or like they had a slot that they had to fill. And like, well, we gave Jeff Bridges an Oscar recently, so. We like him now, even yeah. though we didn't give him one for decades. But let's give him another run at it. Um, I just didn't see what was in it that necessarily merited a uh, a best movie nod. Mm. Yeah, I feel like there's a couple every year that kind of go in there now, so they just might be two of it. But there are some really good things that are still being nominated. Yeah, like um, La La Land. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not at all surprised that that's nominated just because it's the kind of film that is, but I feel like if you listen to our last episode, I made my feelings about La La Land really, really clear. Yeah, so Nat really didn't like La La Land. Oh, and gosh, in, I hated it. <laughs> in between last episode, the recording of last episode and this one, I went and saw La La Land, and um, I did not hate it. Um I did. I, I definitely, sent you in there with really low expectations. Yeah, and I was, I was ex- one. I was expecting the singing to be like a screeching cat, based on <laughs> your descriptions. But um, I actually kind of liked Ryan Gosling in it. Uh, not so much Emma Stone, at least from like a singing standpoint. Mm. I thought their singing was very boring. They weren't. They they were obviously playing it very safe, very within mm. their like ranges um and it wasn't doing anything particularly interesting from like it's like emma stone sounded breathy and like she smoked three packs a day and um got a gozo old mate gozo um was just he, he was sticking to what he knew like no, no one was stretching no one was was sort of challenging themselves it was very safe um and then i thought like the overall story was just sort of fairly run of the mill again which like beyond the fact that it's a movie about um movies or about um i guess it's a movie about like the hollywood story yeah kind of. and that's the sort of thing that oscar voters go for yeah like I, which is i think one of the reasons as well i was surprised i didn't like it because i really like movies that are about the movie industry yeah and i didn't like this one but i know that academy voters love it like hollywood loves to like stuff about themselves. themselves yeah yeah um, um but like beyond the that it was just sort of an average musical having said that there's that um the the song that plays when they're tap dancing for the first time with the they do the pose. i don't know man I forgot all of the songs really? the instant i left the cinema found them so forgettable it's the one where the all the posters are of them doing the little hand 
Stabby like I thing. remember the scene, I could not remember a single beat of that song. Really? Because yeah. it's dun 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 dun. It's been like in my head the whole time. It's burrowed in and it won't go away. And like every so often, it'll just resurface. And I'm like, oh yeah, tap dancing was a thing. Um, but yeah, that is a movie that baffles me because I feel like there's a lot to like in it. But then there's a lot that just sort of put me to sleep a little bit. There's so much in it I wish I liked. It had like it ticks so many of the boxes for films that Nat likes. Yeah, musicals. Musicals, films about Hollywood. Films with Ryan Gosling. Gosling <laughs> films with Emma Stone. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just like didn't hit. Yeah. Well, should we go into some predictions maybe? Yeah. Um, do we want to start with the biggest, with Best Picture, or do we want to lead up to that? I think I saw I've got the Oscars.org nominations in front of me. Maybe we should just go by their categories. So it, do, it, it pretty much works its way up to. Um, oh, does it work its way up to best film? Well, the no, page it throws, I've got is alphabetical. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, look, let's just go through like um, actor leading, actor supporting, actress leading, actress supporting, and then animated movie. So basically what's going on this page that I can see alphabetical. But then skip up to directing and then skip to best movie. I guess. We'll just skip over the ones we don't care about. We'll We'll kind of like jump in if there's a category we don't care about. I also feel awful about because it's all the like technical Oscars, which always never get enough attention I have to be honest that like sound editing, I just don't know enough about it to I think really make an educated comment on it so i feel like that's kind of like one we can skip but yeah let's just yeah. start up the top and work our way down so um actor in a leading role what are your thoughts well first let's okay so the nominees uh casey affleck for manchester by the sea andrew garfield for Hacksaw ridge gozo for la la land vigo mortensen for captain fantastic and um old mate denzel for fences um so of these movies i have seen one <laughs> so maybe i should recuse here's the okay Ryan Gosling. I, I still have very strong opinions, even when I haven't seen all the films. So, I, I would be annoyed if Ryan Gosling won. I, I would be too, because I think there's maybe more interesting performance. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't know because I haven't seen the movies, but, um, <laughs> I I liked Ryan Gosling in La La Land. I I liked what he was doing, a lot, and I have like no justification for that whatsoever. Um, but so let's have you, did you watch Hacksaw Ridge? Maybe let's start with, I haven't, I haven't actually seen Hacksaw Ridge because I don't know, like war dramas aren't typically my thing. I've heard it's excellent. So I feel like I really should go see it, but war dramas just aren't my thing. So I haven't seen it. Neither. Um, but Okay. Like that just seems to me like it's very much so like it seems very early in his career for him to get a nomination. I just don't feel like he's done like, you know, the decades of work that, you know, kind of getting an Oscar really requires. Exactly. Like I think if you take into account the fact that an Oscar win is often not simply just an award for that performance, but it's kind of a reward for several performances leading (laughs) to it. Leo. Yes, like Leo. Um (laughs) I just don't think Andrew Garfield is there. I feel like we can discount him pretty quickly. I think so. Um, I don't think Vigo will get it. I would love for my mate Aragorn to (laughs) to get a Best Actor Oscar. Um, I feel like the movie's too small. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I kind of think as well. And I think that he's an actor who has been doing decades of great work. And I feel like this is a nomination in recognition of that, but it's just not quite a winning performance. And yeah, like just too many Academy of Voters wouldn't have even seen the film because you don't have to watch the films to vote. That seems problematic. It sure does. Um, So by that account as well, do you think... Uh, Denzel's in with a shot. Well, Fence has been nominated for quite a lot of things, yeah, I guess. And but also, the Academy does love Denzel. It would do. be his third Oscar if he wins it. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like 
they should basically just give this award to Denzel Washington every <laughs> year, in my opinion. <laughs> even but, if um, he's not like, if, if, even if the only movie he put out was Two Guns with uh, Mark Orberg? Um, Yes, <laughs> yes, because he was probably still one of the best performances that year. I mean, he was definitely one of the best performances in that movie. <laughs> um, Wouldn't be hard. So, um, I, but I feel so. I I get the impression that movies like Fences, movies like Captain Fantastic, and to a lesser degree, Manchester by the Sea, while they might get a lot of Academy recognition, I don't know if they would necessarily be awarding them with all the like top-tier Oscars because uh-huh. I just get the impression that the Academy tends to lead a lean towards the biggest, most obvious choice they could make. Um, I don't know. Not, not always necessarily. Like, I think... I actually think in this case that... Ryan Gosling won't win it. Really? No, I actually think the most likely winner from what I've been hearing is likely to be Casey Affleck. Yeah. Um, you know, like, cause I know as well that the other thing the Oscars often tend to award though is like big shouty performances, which actually then means that Denzel has stands with a really good chance. <laughs> um, but in this case, I believe Casey Affleck, I'm just Googling it now, may have won the Screen Actors Guild Award for it. And that tends to be a pretty good um, indicator of who's going to win the actor Oscar. I feel like, I don't know, as well, I really don't want Casey Affleck to win, but that's more to do with his behavior outside of acting at the moment in what's coming to light with his current sexual harassment lawsuits and things. I have not heard any of this. Oh, really? What? uh, So, um. It goes back to um, when he was making I'm Not Here with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Um, So two of the crew members from that film have sued him with cases behind, like, up to the courts now. Yeah. um, For just, like, really inappropriate behaviour on set. Like, just making really demeaning comments to them all the time. It doesn't sound like it was anything. Like, there was no sexual assault, but just, like... Harassment? Basically, the guy just sounds like a total asshole. Oh, now I'm okay. So... Oh, no, winner. Sorry. Sorry, wrong. Screen Actors Guild awarded Denzel Washington. So I'm going to say Denzel. But Casey did win the Golden Globe. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... If you had to, okay, between Casey and Denzel, who do you think is going to take it? I I don't know. I still feel like Casey Affleck will, but I'd like it to be Denzel Washington. Okay. I I think it's going to be Ryan Gosling. All right. The goose himself. Um, but no, I, okay, I only get one pick. I, I was going to also say Casey Affleck, but I don't want to. I'm going to commit to Ryan. He's my commit guy. Commit to Gaz. I think he's going to get it. Also, I just sort of feel like La La Land, anywhere where La La Land is written down, I feel like they're the most likely. I'm kind of giving La La Land all of the technical categories and possibly a couple of the big ones, but I feel like there's a few minor awards that they may lose and I feel like they'll lose Best Actor. Um, Should we jump to Actress in a Leading Role? Actress in a Leading Role. All right. So the nominees for this one, we have um, Isabel Huppert for Elle. Ruth Negger in Loving, Natalie Portman in Jackie, Emma Stone in La La Land, and Meryl Streep in Florence Foster Jenkins. So, I don't think it's going to be Streep. No, I feel like, like, honestly, that really seems like the odd performance out in this list here. And I think it's just that thing of Meryl Streep's got to be nominated. If she was in a film, she gets a nomination. You know who could have gotten Meryl Streep's nomination instead? Amy Adams for Arrival because she carries that fucking movie and it's great. Um, So my vote is for Dark Horse winner Amy Adams. (laughs) Someone's going to like hand write into an envelope and like swap them and she's going to get it and it's going to be glorious. That is my dream. Um, All right. (laughs) Well, ignoring the lack of Amy Adams and the bizarre inclusion of Meryl Streep. I mean, I love Meryl Streep, but really? Um, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of an interesting list to look at because I feel like if you hadn't paid attention to any of the other award seasons and things, I feel like the role that looks like it's most winnable is Natalie Portman for Jackie. Um, Biopics tend to do well. The Academy loves Natalie Portman, but... Have we discussed how you pronounce biopic? On the, on the podcast Biopic? before? No. <laughs> oh, I, I can't it. help but do it that yeah. way. It's the way it's written, man. Mm, it's, 
it's a biography picture. It's a biopic. Biopic. Mm-mm. Nope. Biopic. <laughs> uh, I would like to establish that the official working title pronunciation of that word is biopic. Fine, biopic. Yes. That just right. sounds weird to me, <laughs> even <laughs> though I know it's the right <laughs> way. Um, anyway. Anywho. Anywho. So I feel like it should be Natalie Portman in Jackie, but she just seems to have received no awards traction whatsoever, and I haven't actually seen Jackie myself yet, but... From what I've been hearing from people, it seems to be a bit of a divisive performance. So I just, yeah, like it's, I, I kept, before I'd seen any of these films, like just when they were coming out last yeah. year, I felt like it was like, yep, yeah, she's going to win the Oscar. And now I feel like she stands no chance whatsoever. So um, who do you think will come in, in like, let me try that one again. Um, do you think... Ruth Negger has a chance because Loving was getting quite a bit of awards buzz um, before the Golden Globes. Yeah, it was. But I also, this is a film that just hasn't received a lot of other nominations sure. um, in the Oscars. I believe Ruth Negger is the only nomination for Loving. Oh, Joel? Um, Joel didn't get up there? Nah, Joel did not get up there. So I, I just feel like with that, there's going to be a large number of people who just haven't seen Loving and that's really going to hurt it. I actually think the... Um, the real battle is going to come down between Emma Stone and Isabel Huppert. Um, I think if Isabel Huppert was to win, like that's would be like, I would love that personally, because it would be another like death stroke to La La Land. (laughs) But um, I know it's a really interesting performance for an Oscar win. Um, She's absolutely fabulous in Elle, but it's just such a different role compared to, like, anyone else who typically tends to win that award. So I would love to see that, but I wonder if that's going to hurt her, the fact that it is such a controversial film and controversial performance versus, like, Emma Stone just being, like, you know, really wide-eyed and wonderful. She is quite wide-eyed. Yes. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird looking at this. Like, I feel like Meryl Streep would have a better chance of winning over Emma Stone. Really? Well, just by virtue of being Meryl Streep, really. But I, I, there was nothing in Stone's performance that was like, this is an Oscar-worthy performance. No, I just, me I neither. Just, but I, do, I, I do not understand this nomination like at all. Um, I, I mean, I understand it because it was in La La Land and the Academy loves La La Land, but like it, I just don't, I just don't get it. Um, I would like, see, I would actually say I liked Emma Stone's performance more than Ryan Gosling's. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no, it was the opposite. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like I would love it to be Isabel Huppert and she is doing a lot of campaigning apparently around LA at the moment, but I also think she's going to be hurt by the fact that Elle missed out on a best foreign language uh, nomination. That's a weird thing as well. Campaigning for, Nominations. That's how everyone gets these awards, Edward. It's crazy. It's all just a popularity contest. It's all just who has money and who can grease all the palms. Um. No, okay, so who are you casting your vote for here? So if we're voting purely on who we think will win, I am voting for Emma Stone. Yeah, me too. I I I don't want that to be the case, but yeah. Um, all right, let's switch back to actor in a supporting role. All right. Because I actually think this is more interesting. Ooh, really? Because I look at this and I'm just like, it's already in the bag. Yeah, oh, you think it's... So, okay, so the nominees, okay. um, uh, Mahashala Ali for Moonlight, uh, Jeff Bridges, Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. I love Michael Shannon. Who doesn't? I want Michael Shannon to win an Oscar so bad it is it hurts. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm no, sorry. I don't think it's going to happen either. I also like Tom Ford. Um, <laughs> Me too. I, I have... I don't know. I saw... Uh, what was his first movie? Um, Single Man. Yeah. It was a good movie. Mm. Um, I like his suits. And I like the fact that for his um, fragrance ads, he is his own model. Because oh, he, ha- he has the most, like, he, ha- he just has a beautiful face and, like, the most perfectly cut stubble I have ever seen on a human being. He, it doesn't uh, look yeah. real. It looks like it's been sprayed on. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> so I would just love anything. <laughs> like, I like Tom Ford. Love Michael Shannon. It's a match made in heaven. Let's make this happen, guys. I don't but, think it's going to happen. No. <laughs> 
Who do you think? So I I think that there is very little chance that it could be won by anyone other than Marshall Ali. Ali. Yeah. Um, he's so good. I and he's so, so, so good in that role, I guess, like not wanting to give any spoilers here, but I, in, in Moonlight, he's only in the first third of the movie. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So the three, so there's three acts in Moonlight that all take up roughly the same amount of time, played by three different actors uh, at different stages of the protagonist Chiron's life. Yeah. Um, Mahashala Ali is only in that first third, but he gives such a good performance in that role, and it's such a really great supporting role that. You know, he kind of overshadows the whole film. So you can really see his influence on that lead character throughout the second and third acts that he's not actually present in at all. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, his presence is just felt throughout the whole movie when he's only actually in the first 20, 30 minutes. I, um, I both think that he will win. Um, I, I feel like Moonlight, because it's nominated for a few as well, um, mm. I feel like it's probably going to miss out on a lot of the other like top tier ones. I think it will. And I think this is where it gets its Oscar. I think this will definitely be one that it gets. There's a couple of others I hope it does as well, but this one I think it really should. The only one, the only performance I think could potentially cause an upset, a bit of a dark horse here, would actually be Dev Patel in Lion just because that really is a leading role that's been nominated in the supporting support- category. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude's face is on the poster. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's another one similar to Moonlight where um, apparently he is only, I haven't actually seen Lion yet either, but he is only really in the second half of that movie with the child actor playing him in. Being the main. Yeah. So I think because it is that single character, but split role between two actors, it's kind of ended up in the supporting role, even though really it's Dev Patel's film. Yeah, um, I feel like they won't give it to him for this one. He, does he have an Oscar already for, um, or was it just um, Slumdog Millionaire won? And I, yeah, he did, did he get? I any? think he was nominated. I'm pretty yeah. sure he did not win though. I think he will be one of he. He will be like a mini Leo, where at some point they will give him an Oscar, and it's because he's done such good work for so long. The other um, reason I think we should award Dev Patel is because I've been a fan of Dev Patel since season one of Skins, where <laughs> he's... Ooh, that show. Okay. Yeah, I only ever watched season one and then gave up pretty shortly afterwards because I feel like it jumped the shark after that. But the, um, the, They weren't having enough sex for your liking? Um, That's why I stopped watching. Because <laughs> they weren't having... An, okay. Um, Stop being about sexy anyway. teen sex. I was a teen at the time. It was okay, guys. Sorry. Um, anyway, he's like, uh, he's like hilarious in season one of, um, skins. And then somewhere between that and here, he went and got really, really attractive. And I didn't notice (laughs) when that happened. (laughs) I think it was definitely after, no, you know what it was? Newsroom. Uh, Aaron Sorkin's newsroom. They were like, we need, we need one of those like sexy nerds to be the nerd. You can't just be one of those like ugly nerds. It can't, it can't be the IT crowd. No, we need like... Um, we need Andrew Garfield in the social network, sexy level <laughs> nerds. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I think Mahashal Ali will probably yeah. handily take this category. I Jeff think. Bridges, I think is definitely out. Um, that he, it was an awesome performance. He's, I mean, he's great. He's Jeff motherfucking Bridges. Um, um, Lucas Hedges, I think just no one knows who he is. Like, I feel like, <laughs> well, no, I mean, he's an up and coming actor, but I feel like Manchester by the Sea is quite a quiet drama. I feel like Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams stand good chances because they're very well known actors, but I just feel like Lucas Hedges is way too early career. Yeah. Um, Dude is 20. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think even, even though my heart is behind Michael Shannon on this one, <laughs> as in all things, um, yeah, I think Mahashala Ali yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Um, so if we're going on to then actress in a supporting role, this for me is like a really hmm. strong list of performances. Yeah. Um, so, so Viola Davis in Fences, Naomi Harris in Moonlight, Nicole Kidman in Lion, Octavia Spencer in Hidden Figures and Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea – what are your thoughts? Well, okay. I feel like none of those can be easily discounted, actually. I think also 
Oh, boy. I'm the worst at preparation, guys. I did not see any of these movies. <laughs> um, I'm the literal... Why did I see The Great Wall? Um, <laughs> I think... Okay, so going by my own personal preference here based on the um, actors, because I can't talk about their performance in the <laughs> movies at all, uh, Nicole Kidman shits me up the wall. Cannot stand Nicole Kidman. Um, I don't know why. It's just sort of always been the case. Um, it's... I don't know. I haven't seen BMX Bandits. Maybe BMX Bandits is the best thing ever. But, Look, you should probably um, see it. And I feel be to better a than the Great degree. Wall. Well, well. Um, to a lesser degree, I, I feel a similar way about Michelle Williams. Okay. Where she doesn't ship me up the wall, but uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of stuff of hers that I just did not enjoy. All right. Um, I. Th- think i feel like it's going to be a fight between viola davis and octavia spencer Ooh, because i was going to say i feel like i feel like it's going to be a fight between viola davis and michelle williams okay but i feel like if i have to pick one oh i feel annoyed we haven't spoken about naomi harris because she's amazing in moonlight she like i love 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 her in that film but i just don't think it's really going to come down to her yeah um I just feel like it's either going to be Viola Davis or Michelle Williams because they give far more serious, dramatic performances. Okay, yeah. Um, whereas Hidden Figures does... It's like, a it's a drama, movie. but it's a lighter drama. It's a dramedy. Yeah. So I feel like... I feel like it's just not a serious enough performance as sure. much as it is good for Octavia Spencer to win. She doesn't really have any big dramatic moments in the film in the same way that... Um, You don't get to see her acting. No, no, you can't. Whereas I feel like Viola Davis gets to do a lot of acting in Fences. She's acting very much. She acts very much. and Most actress in a role. Yes, most actress (laughs) for sure. Um, And I also just feel like as well, Viola Davis is going to benefit from the fact that once again, that's really a lead performance that has fallen into the supporting character. Category. And I also feel like, and I, I'm not discounting the performances or the movies when I say this, but I feel like Fences is another one of those movies which is a smaller film that's a critical darling and it may not take out a lot of the bigger ones yeah. and uh, this is where it gets its award. I think this is going to be the big award it gets yeah. for Fences. Animated feature film. Okay, this is the one I'm going to have to sit out on because I have seen none of these. <laughs> I've seen two of these. Here's what I've heard about The Red Turtle. Um, which I have not seen, but um, I heard it was an impressive uh, Studio Ghibli-like, um, but without capturing a lot of the stuff that makes Studio Ghibli films special. Um, what I did see was both Moana and Zootopia. Yeah, which the, the two that, I mean, having to guess without saying having seen any of these films, the two that I think are the most likely to take it out just because... They're the mainstream releases. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I think Zootopia will probably be the one that ultimately gets it. Um, and it's it's a great movie. But I think it will also get it because it's a, um, it's a very heavy-handed social commentary movie about how we treat people who look different from us. Um, and it's sort of a very relevant time in history for a movie like that to be coming out. Um, and, th- I mean, there are even parts of it that get sort of uncomfortable in how they talk about, um, like, different uh, species of animals and how they're treated differently. Um, Moana, I think, is probably the biggest movie here of them all. Yeah. Actually, I don't know how it did in the box office, but um, it definitely should get a nod for the... Um, it has a lot of really, really good music. Like, a lot. Uh, and uh, the voice of Moana, who I believe was also the singer, but I could be super wrong about that. I really don't want to be. Um, <clears throat> she is incredible. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is incredible. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's another one of those movies where you can see why it would get the nomination but it may not necessarily deserve to be nominated. Like if more Oscar-worthy animated films had come out this year, I don't think Moana would have made the list. Um, I think it's there to pad it out to 
the five nominations. Um, so yeah, I, I think Zootopia will probably take it, and I think it probably deserves to. It's it's a really good movie, um, and I like it a lot. Moana did almost make me cry though, but that was because of the singing. It was so good that I teared up a little bit. My chest shook a bit, um, and then I got teased by my girlfriend for tearing up a little bit. I don't know how comfortable she will be um, with me revealing this, but she did cry at the end of La La Land. Was it because it was so bad? Because I almost cried too. <laughs> <laughs> she was ve- she was very upset about how it ended. She thought it was, she was she thought it was bullshit. She thought that they should have uh, spoilers, whatever. She thought that they should have um, been together in the end of the movie. I feel like the only thing that could have made me hate it more is if they'd ended up together at the end. Here's, and here's the thing I realised after I, I, I watched the movie. I don't think they ever said I love you to each other at all in the movie. Once, not once. Well, I mean, I, I never say that to anyone either. It well, makes me uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Emotion, emotions are uncomfortable. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't like them. Um, so, yeah, I think Zootopia will, will fairly handily take that category. Cool. Um, Best directing, which I only now realise is called best directing, not best Best director. director. Um, Um, So, so, do you want to run through the the noms? Yeah, I guess so. So, You can say all these words. I can say those names. So, how do you pronounce the arrival? It's Arrival by um, Dennis Dennis Villanueva. No, I can't pronounce it. Villanueva. Okay, well, I needed you to do that one for me. Okay, we're good. Um, Hacksaw Ridge... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mel Gibson, um, La La Land's Damien Chazelle, Manchester by the Sea's Kenneth Lo- Lonergan, and Moonlight's Barry Jenkins. Why did I think Casey Affleck directed Manchester by the Sea? Was it just because I assume Casey Affleck only appears in Casey Affleck movies I now? think so. Okay. I think that's what you assumed. <laughs> um, yeah, so there are our nominees for that. Uh, I feel like the really obvious one here is La La Land because it's going to sweep the awards, but yeah. I actually feel like... While, spoilers, I think La La Land's going to win Best Picture, I actually think that Barry Jenkins stands a chance of winning Best Director with Moonlight. I feel like that, yeah. that is, like, I, I just feel like it is such a well-directed film. But do you feel like maybe he's getting nominated because, like, it's not going to win? Well, Where it's like, no, I we mean, have I, to give it to La La Land, but you are still definitely nominated. Like, loved your movie, it was great, it was awesome, but La La Land is a big movie about Hollywood and we like big mo- movies about Hollywood, so we have to give it to them. No, I don't know. Like, I feel like in... Oh, I feel like La La Land's definitely going to win Best Picture, but I actually am pretty stumped as to whether Damien Chazelle will win for La La Land or Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. I, in terms of what I think it will be, I'm pretty evenly split. I would, I am hoping against hope it's Barry Jenkins, but I actually couldn't say between those two which one I think will win. Um, I would love Arrival to win. I, re- I really liked Arrival, guys, and it's a fucking crime that it was not nominated for more. Um, stuff is it do, do you think it's maybe an issue of distance where Arrival came out so much earlier than a lot of these other movies well I mean Hacksaw Ridge came out even earlier than Arrival did it um, yes it did oh. Hacksaw Ridge came out back in like August oh, okay I, for some reason I thought it came out um, like months after Arrival but maybe that's just because it was sort of off my radar a bit No, I feel like Arrival was definitely afterwards. Like, they were both much earlier than the rest of the kind of Oscar baits that get released right in time for the Oscars. But um, I'm fairly certain that Hacksaw Ridge would have been the first one released of those. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, in Australia, 16th of October for Hacksaw Ridge and the 10th of October in Russia and the United Kingdom for Arrival. I'm assuming that's a worldwide release thing. (laughs) so, but like, so similar time though. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they were, I guess, they weren't quite in that peak Oscar window. Yeah. I am in agreement with you that I think La La Land is probably the one that's going to take it. Um, I feel like, I feel like Moonlight is the underdog in this scenario and um, I like to root for an underdog. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Moonlight's been nominated for enough awards though that I think all of the voters will have seen it. Sure. Um, yeah. That's why I'm pretty split as to which one will win. I think it definitely should be Barry Jenkins. Yeah, I feel like it's 
going to be La La Land. As well, because I just think that La La Land as well, like I don't think it's directed in any kind of unique or special way. Yeah. I think it's Damien Giselle being a very early career director, trying on a bunch of different styles of other directors, but not really developing anything that's identifiably his. Sure. Yeah, because what was his other Damien show? Whiplash. Whiplash. I like Whiplash so much. <laughs> um, it's going to win. It's it's going to be La La Land. I don't know. For director, like I said, I'm, I feel like Moonlight actually... Directing. Got, directing. Please. Best directing. I feel thank, like Barry Jenkins you. actually has, I'd say, at least a 50% chance of winning. I would love that. Yeah. Please. Let's play out the scenario in which Mel Gibson wins the best directing. <laughs> I feel like as much as, you know, we're awarding a lot of things to um, Hacksaw Ridge here, I think just ultimately have we forgiven him for being an anti-Semite? Yeah, so what's what would his speech be, do you think? Um, I thank the Jews for letting me win this award Oh, you now. think you think he's going to just like... <laughs> no, I don't. Re- re- do a complete 180 and now it's no, all about how much like, he No, but will he mention the fact that it's... It's all Jewish people in the academy. Yeah. In Hollywood. Probably. Um, so, yeah. Look, I think we could definitely eliminate Mel Gibson from, yeah. from this. Yeah. And probably Kenneth uh, Lonergan. Yeah. I just I th- don't see it standing up to even, like, Arrival yeah. on this list. And I feel like Arrival was a token nomination as well. Because it was snubbed. Um. Well, so, yeah. it's, it's also got a Best Picture nomination. Not exactly snubbed. <laughs> snubbed? Well, no. Amy Adams was 100% snubbed. Um, so, yeah, I think we can definitely say La La Land, but the Oscars of our heart goes to Moonlight. I'm still ho- holding out hope that the actual Oscar will go to Moonlight. I don't necessarily... I don't think that Jamie and Giselle has this in the bag. Okay, directing. okay. So this isn't just that you want it no, no, to be I, married. No, no, I... You think... I okay. genuinely think... That it's tough between those two, but I genuinely think Barry Jenkins will get it. Okay. Um, As yeah. a sorry, we couldn't give you best film. Okay. Yeah. Almost. Um, all right. So have we hit it all? Um, there's a couple more that I'm kind of interested in commenting on as well. Can we talk? Uh, well, yeah. Which which one? So foreign language film. I was just looking at that because have you seen Tanner? No, I haven't. So here's the thing for if we have, if one of our eight listeners is from outside of Australia, um, the foreign language film nominations are Land of Mine uh, from Denmark, A Man Called Ove or Ove from Sweden, The Salesman from Iran, Tanner from Australia, and Tony Erdman from Germany. This is the first time that an Australian film has been nominated in the foreign language category. Yeah. And that is super interesting and super cool. Well, it's the first time it's been nominated, I guess, because to like you have to be in a foreign language, whereas yeah. almost all Australian films are in English. Yeah. Um, whereas this film, even though it's an Australian production, the story is actually set in Vanuatu. Ah, okay. Um, which is how that one's gotten an inclusion, I believe. So have you seen Tanner? No, I haven't. I really, really want to. Um, I've been such a bad Oscars boy. Um, yeah. You know what should have been nominated for Best Foreign Language Film? What? Great Wall. Just don't even... Just leave. Hey, m- fucking Matt Damon was speaking a foreign language through <laughs> most of that goddamn movie. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I mentioned earlier, I think it's interesting that um, L was not... L was the film put up by France as their potential nominee, but it didn't end up making the shortlist hmm. for nominees, um, which I find interesting that the Academy then went, though, to give a nomination to Isabel Huppert for actress, yeah. even though the film didn't make the cut. And I believe, actually, L won Best Foreign Language at the Golden Globes. So oh, even after winning that category, it didn't even score a nomination for the Oscars, which I find interesting. Um the film I would really love to win for Best Foreign Language is Tony Erdman because I guess in our last podcast I did list that one as being one of my favourite films from last year, so I yeah. would love it if Tony Erdman won. But I actually think in an entirely political move, The Salesman is going to win it, guys. Uh, why is that? 
Well, because it has already been confirmed that the director of The Salesman is not going to be able to attend the ceremony because uh, he's yes. being caught up in Trump's Muslim ban coming from Iran. Yeah. So I think in response to that, the Academy will um, award The Salesman yeah. with its best foreign language, Oscar. Uh, have you seen The Salesman? No, because as much as I accept it's probably really, really good, I kind of find Iranian cinema painfully boring. Oh, no. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like as well, like the... I forget the name of the director of The Salesman, but his previous film was Separation as well. I was like, I can see this is a great film, but it's putting me to sleep. Uh, it would be uh, Asghar Fahadi. Fahadi, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's going to win... Because the Academy doesn't like Be- Trump. Because Trump. Because Trump. Is why the salesman is going to win Best Foreign Language. You won the presidency, <laughs> but you lost the Best Foreign Language film Oscar. Trump. Um, uh, um, let's just quick, like, music, yeah, surely see, La La Land. I feel like right? La La Land is going to win Best Original Score, despite the fact that its score is not very interesting. It just makes me mad because... I'm done, sorry. Uh, the score for Moonlight is amazing. Um, I haven't seen Jackie, but I have listened to the score. Great once again. And they are just far superior scores to La La Land. But I think everyone's going to be like, oh, music, La La Land. Forgetting the fact that it's a musical with songs that doesn't make the score good. Yeah. Do, do you think this, yeah, it, it, it seems like La La Land will take this, but it will yeah. take it for most music. Not necessarily yeah, the best, best music. music is what I'm thinking. Also, original song, despite the fact that I could not remember a single one of the songs in that film, the second I left the cinema, it will ultimately be one of those. I wins. do remember the audition, The Fools Who Dream, and it was very bad. Um, <laughs> it was not a good song. That was the part of the movie where I sort of started checking out and I was looking at my watch and I was like, it is home time for Edward. Um I would love How Far I'll Go from Moana. That's the one um, which, by the way, music and lyrics by Lin-Manuel Miranda, Miranda. my boy. Um, But that was the one where they sing it like a bunch of times throughout the movie. And um, that was the one that sort of started to choke me up a little bit. And not, not even necessarily because of the subject matter. It was just the sound of the music was like, you just did it, did it. Um, but what do you think Justin Timberlake takes this one? Uh, like, you know what? I, if I am going to say anything in favour of La La Land, it's that that is my least favourite Justin Timberlake song and I would actually prefer La La Land winning over <laughs> Can't Stop the Feeling because I think it's the most irritating song Justin Timberlake has ever put together. It's pretty annoying. And also, like, I didn't see Trolls, but it looked like it was probably worse than La La Land. I saw Trolls. It is fine. <laughs> It's a fine movie. It's, it's fucking troll dolls. Like, no, it's fine. Has Anna Kendrick in it. That's a plus. Great. Kendog. Um, all right. Um, we do... Oh, can we do screenplays? There yeah, let's do one. some. Screenplays and then best picture. Yes, That's yes. all I care about at this point. Um, screenplays. So who are our nominate- nominees? Uh, so for adapted screenplay, we have Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion and Moonlight. And um, please let it be Moonlight. I feel like because it's not up against La La Land, Moonlight's got to win this category. I, I think of all the movies here, it's the one that's made the biggest impact as mm. well. Um, but again, having not seen it, there's not a lot I can really say about it. I can say that Arrival probably definitely does not deserve this one. As much as I love that movie, I mean, whatever. Um, I would also say Hidden Figures, as much as like I did find it a really enjoyable film, I don't think it deserves to win Best Screenplay because the a lot of the dialogue is very much so like explaining science to the lay person like they repeat okay. a lot of things and like the lead actress in it she often like asks a lot of dumb questions and it's like aren't yep. you supposed to be a scientist you're asking that question because you're like standing in for the audience asking the question of what does this science mean i call that the ice tea effect <laughs> um which is whenever you watch law and order svu ice tea seems to <laughs> ice ice tea as as a presumably highly trained cop um, is always seems to be the one who asks those stupid questions where yeah. it's like, 
oh, it, turned, it turns out the perpetrator was a pedophile. And then Ice-T will be like, what? You, you mean like he liked to touch little kids? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're a cop in the sex crimes department. That <laughs> should be clarify le- what <laughs> That should be lesson one, Ice-T. So yeah, a bit um, of the Ice-T effect Yeah, it does. In- uh, Hidden Figures does have a little bit of the Ice-T effect. So that one, I think, as much as it's a great film, does not deserve to win Best Adapted Screenplay. I also feel like it just won't win because, of, again, because of its lightness and the Academy seems to be fairly prejudiced toward movies that aren't, like, deathly serious. Mm. Um, I also think Fences will miss out because it's not really adapted. It's basically they just filmed the play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. Um, I'm pretty happy. Like, I would, of the ones there, having not seen any of them because I'm the, oh, except for Arrival. um, Yeah, I I think it will most likely go to Moonlight. Yeah. Um, Original screenplay then, nominees, Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and 20th Century Women. I feel like having not seen The Lobster in the last year has been one of the biggest movie failings of my life. Yeah, The Lobster, I find The Lobster is such an interesting inclusion in here um, because it's a film I did see and I still don't know if I loved it or not. It's It kind of made me feel deeply uncomfortable, mm. but I also think it's really supposed to make you feel deeply uncomfortable. I feel like any movie that can get a strong reaction out of you, whether or not it's good <laughs> or bad, there's there's that means there has to be something to the movie. Mm. Um, I think... The Lobster should get... If there was a best premise Oscar, I feel like it should maybe go to The Lobster. Well, I mean, I guess for original screenplay, you are judging them on the story they've created. And once again, that's why I think La La Land's going to win because, oh, they created a story about Hollywood. Mm. But The Lobster really does create this really bizarre alternate universe, but it kind of... Like, everything that happens in the film totally makes sense for that bizarre universe that they've created. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's probably going to go to La La Land. Probably. This is the world that we live in. Uh, um, um, all right, do we do it? Yeah, let's Best go, picture. go for it. Best picture. Um, do you want me to do the nominees? Yeah, yeah, you read out the nominees this time. Okay, so Best Picture noms. We have... Let me just close this. All right, Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hella High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land... Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. I think we should start by eliminating the ones that we definitely know aren't going to get it. Yeah. Hell or High Water is not getting Best Picture. Yeah. I'm going to say the same for Hidden Figures. Um, I just feel like it's one of those lighter fare films that's been included here, and I just don't think it's going to... Like, it hasn't been nominated for other other stuff, and I don't think it's going to win, really, much else. Arrival. I'll cut Arrival as well. As well, I think when it's stacked up against movies like Moonlight, Lion, and Manchester by the Sea, um, it does not necessarily hold up as well as those. And I think when you prop it up next to La La Land, I don't think the Academy would let it um, win in favor of La La Land. Yeah. Um, so we could cut cut that too. Um, I um, think the next one I'd probably cut from that is Fences because so. even though that's a really like strong emotional punch in that movie, um, ultimately they're just it, – it is an adaptation of a play and they just haven't changed that much yep. from the play. They haven't really made it cinematic. It still feels a lot like you're watching a play and I think they haven't done enough to really bring it into the medium of cinema. Um, so cutting Fences. Um, Hacksaw Ridge? Mm, I don't know, because like I said, I haven't seen this one and I accept it's not really my sort of film, but in terms of the Academy wanting to award things that kind of straddle that divide of being like critically well-received but also popular movies. Yeah. Um, like Hacksaw Ridge is probably the one that I've had the most people like at my work at a commercial cinema come through and say that was their favorite film. Yeah. Um, so that makes me think that like, I mean, we're, we're both pretty set, I think here on what is it's going to win, Lala, but um, like... <laughs> I, I think from that perspective, I don't think we should necessarily discount Hacksaw I, Ridge. I also think that the, um, <clears throat> the Mel Gibson, like 
a redemption tour is mm. a strong narrative narrative that yeah. works in Hacksaw Ridge's favor. That that's true. Everyone loves a you know fallen hero who's redeemed himself. But also, I don't think he's redeemed himself. No, so, I don't think so. Um, also, I don't think. I think a lot of the movies that are nominated tend to be more contemplative and quiet movies. Mm. And I feel like that seems to be a lot of the nominations at the moment seem to be these smaller, quieter movies. Mm. And I just don't see the general trend being nominating smaller, quieter movies and then giving the best picture to a big loud war movie that's true which like it does kind of that means nothing goes against the themes of the rest of the nominations i think yeah but i do think that like i guess we've already kind of eliminated four here and i think that if we were going to say that you know if the oscars were limited to five best picture nominees this year as they have been in previous years yeah i feel like it would have been la la land lion manchester by the sea moonlight and And hacksaw ridge oh okay not even fences no, I would actually say... Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge would get in there. Because, Hacksaw Ridge yeah. would get in there. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like I'll just end up saying the same things I've been saying for the last few categories where like I would love it to be a movie like Moonlight or a movie like Lion. Or a movie or a like movie Manchester like, by yeah, the Sea, but it'd be La La Land. Okay, let's take these five then. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to do a top three from these five, Jeez. what would you do? As in what I think would be the top three or what are my top three? What if you were awarding gold, silver and bronze for these core five best picture Oscars? Using my personal feelings towards them? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, Well, then in that case, La La Land can get the hell out. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, Moonlight would be my winner. That would be gold for sure. Yeah, gold for sure. But... I don't know. Having not seen all five of them, I don't think I can then make sure. yeah. Yeah, an accurate judge on yeah. Gold I just realised like, I can't do any of that at all because I haven't fucking seen any of them. Um, cool. Well, I feel like we've hit everything. Like, yeah. I mean, all the big ones and again, like ignoring... Yeah, we ignored production stuff. design and yeah. stuff that you and I know shit about, so... I think we can wrap it up here. All this right. this has been the Working Title Podcast Oscar slash La La Land edition. <laughs> Um, Which, and you can imagine how much that pains me to have to say, uh, Lululon's going to win for every award. (sighs) Yeah. Well, I I also feel like when you're nominated for 14 awards. That's it. Like, and that's part of the reason why I feel like it's just such an obvious choice for best picture is because best picture is supposed to be an accumulation of all of these other things. So if it's been nominated for far more in far more areas as everyone else, then surely that means the Academy thinks it is the the best. best film. Yeah. Um, so La La Land in our heads, Manchester, uh, sorry, Moonlight in our hearts. hearts. So, um, I don't know when I, when I put this up, I might, um, put a little poll or something where people can vote for their own stuff or not. I don't know. Only eight people listened to our last episode. Well, that's probably because we didn't tell anyone about it. (laughs) Probably. But, um, yeah, we super have to wrap it up now. So, uh, thanks for listening guys. And we will see you soon. Bye-bye.